Hey, this is Michael Emery. Thanks for tuning into the Slow Baja. This podcast is powered by Tequila Fortaleza. Handmade in small batches and hands down, my favorite tequila. Hey, this podcast was recorded in Ensenada back in January pre-COVID-19 lockdown and we... Wish our friends in Baja well. Hope they're getting through this lockdown. And uh, my conversation today is with Aldoberto Perez Mayon. He's a printmaker and runs an art gallery and printmaking shop near the cruise ship terminal and the marina in downtown Ensenada. And we talk about folk art and his process as a printmaker and uh, what else? Tacos. I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Hola, hola. Buenos dias. And my name is Adalberto Perez Mayon. I am the owner and of, uh, Taller Perez Mellon. Taller Perez Mellon is, uh, is a gallery, it's an art gallery. It, it, it used to be an arts and crafts gallery, um, folk art of higher level. And But now we are uh, printmakers. We produce printmaking and teach. We have here the press, so people come and learn from me. Small groups or individuals. When I have larger groups, I use the, the printmaking shop and the uh, art center here. And our shop, our Taller Perez Mellon, is in Ensenada, Baja California. is by Costero Boulevard. Actually, it's the, name, the official name of the boulevard is Lázaro Cárdenas, former president of Mexico in the 1940s. We have been here for 31 years and uh, with the expectation of keep on going for more time. Well, we, we are here today because my friend and your friend, Ted Donovan, um, you two have known each other. He told me about a terrific trip where you were out on, a, uh, on burrows and you mm-hmm. went to see cave paintings. Mm-hmm. So tell me about uh, art in Baja and... Um, your journey to be a, uh, an artist and um, what people would see if they came to your shop. Um, Taller Perez Mellon, it was the fourth Galeria Perez Mellon, started in 1988. In that time, Patricia, my sister, and I started um, the gallery. So in the beginning, we were selling the arts and crafts of the Paipa Indians that made pottery and the baskets of the Kumiai. Kumiai Indians are in the mountains north of Ensenada, and Pai Pai are in the south, southeast of the city, in the way to San Felipe. So um, we also uh, were selling very much the Mata Ortiz pottery. I used to be a school teacher in Chihuahua, and when I started my, my career as a school teacher there, it was the the revival of the Mata Ortiz pottery, the ancient Casas Grandes, and Mata Ortiz, which is now the contemporary pottery. So when I quit teaching in 88, my sister and I opened the store. And little by little, artists um, were coming and offering their paintings and prints for sale. And very soon we we started to have success and also we're bringing the, the arts and crafts and the art across the border to sell in, in, in California. 
And where can people find uh, this this native art in California? Um, I have seen I have seen the the, the baskets and the pottery. A few galleries uh, specialized like the people that sell Southwest Indian art of the U.S. The, most of them sell also the the kumiai and pai pai. And you had said in the past that you had actually gone to their communities and See. bought the work there from the artists and now you say that they mainly uh would be coming to you um tell me a little bit about their lives and their the villages and how they how they live it must be very interesting for uh for you to to have friends who are creating that work and to know them and to know their hands and to know their work see in in 1988 when we started to to carry uh some merchandise for our store the arts and crafts of the indians they were uh, a little underdeveloped. Only a, a couple would have uh, a vehicle that would make it from the village to the city. So we had to go and, and, and buy the, the, the arts and crafts from, from them directly in their communities. And it was, it was uh, an adventure. There were dirt roads and very badly maintained so it was an, an, an outdoor adventure. And you were going in a four-wheel drive or just your car? Or we you had were... a four-wheel drive. Uh, in the beginning, we had a, a, a two-wheel drive. And, uh, but with sometimes, like, like during the rain or in the snow, we needed a four-wheel drive vehicle. So we bought one, and, and for years we were coming and going. And we made friends. Uh, where we have uh, we have kept friendship, a warm friendship with them for for years. And uh, but the, with the time, they they had developed. They they have been educated, not only by the governments but also by nonprofit organizations that care for them. And they have uh, established uh, a, a very good relation. Uh, one of the agencies of the government that have done very much for them is FONART, Fomento Nacional de las Artesanías. They organize uh, contests to promote, uh, the, they increase the quality and the authenticity and the beauty of their, their works. And they, they the winners obtain good prices and um, it, it make them uh, create beautiful things and, and many times I have been a, a judge for the jury uh, that uh, qualifies the, the production of, of their arts and crafts every year they have a fiesta the Nativa fiesta is around August and you see every day beautiful more and better pieces of art. So that's a that's a, um, a warm and heartening story that their their culture and their craft is not being lost from generation to generation. It's actually increasing, and the, because of the economics involved, the uh, the craft continues. One one of the agencies uh, that had uh, prom promoted them very much is uh, Kuna. Culturas Nativas Institute. So they they um, 
advise them. They they provide them with social work. They organize events and so they can sell their arts and crafts direct to the collectors. And little by little, um, middlemen like me have been disappearing. And not only for that situation, but also because I, I'm now 65. So I'm, I'm in the way of retiring slowly. So I, I don't, I don't drive now very much. And I, I was a, a compulsive driver. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm old now. I, I feel I, I started to be old. So. And when I went to to the Cape, is with uh, <clears throat> Ted Donovan, my friend Ted Donovan. That I have beautiful memories of him. Uh, it was a tour organized by Francisco de Trell. And, and we, had, we had to, ahead of time, he advised us, uh, Francisco advises us to, to hike, to, to walk very much and be in a, good, in a good shape to do that. The roads go only to San Francisco de la Sierra, to the town, but you have to make a, a three-day hiking trip so you have to be in a, in a very good shape not any just um, <clears throat> street tourists would, would make it you have to have training <laughs> I'm looking forward to it When what time of year should I go? Uh, when when we went uh, Ten and I went with Francisco de Trail it was November it was uh, around November 20 before December it was a beautiful weather well, if if you are uh, if you like traveling into Baja, you know that uh, summers are spring and summer is hot, so November was just very very nice uh, nice weather. Terrific! <clears throat> and tell me about your history with uh, <clears throat> making art and creating art, and your your education in art. I'm looking at a beautiful piece, a uh, wood woodcut of um, an abalone abalone <clears throat> fisherman here that you said was done by your uh, teacher. See, si. um, as a gallery owner and uh, artist started to come uh, to the store, and I made friends with uh, great artists like uh, Jose Jule, like Alfredo Ruiz, also uh, women artists like uh, Elena Pomar, and uh, many. So I was, I had the, I have always liked art. As a school teacher, they train you. When, when when I attended college here in normal school, they trained me in drawing and painting as as basic uh, uh, tools for teaching in, in elementary. I have the title of uh, uh, elementary school teacher. So with those uh, basic uh, abilities, I started my career in, in 1994. I started to paint with good luck. I say that I'm spoiled because everything I make, people buy it. So hardly put together a number of pieces like 40 or 50 like for an exhibit because I, I sell most of what I make. That's a lucky thing for an artist <clears throat> and a rare thing. And uh, also um, changed very much, very much my life was the opening of the State Center of the Arts, Searte here. Because they they opened it uh, 
when they opened it in, I think, 2008, immediately they started to offer classes. And I took uh, printmaking. And uh, I liked very much the technique of the printmaking, um, wood blocks, linoleums, lithography process. And uh, I liked it so much that uh, very soon I started to to be the um, the coordinator of the printmaking shop of the Center of the Arts. And I did it voluntarily for five years. And in that, ta- that time, I became much more related to other artists. And I also took painting and creative uh, methods of painting and printing. And the Center of the Arts uh, gave me a scholarship. And I went to take advanced techniques of printmaking to the city of Zacatecas and the Manuel Ferguez Museum. And um, this is the way I, I became an artist. So with the time, we stopped uh, caring as much as the arts and crafts before. And I uh, quit um, coordinating the, the printmaking shop in the art center and made my own shop, my own little shop where we are now. And we changed the, the, the name of the story was Galeria Perez Mellon. It's now Taller Perez Mellon. We're a printmaking shop. We, we show here the, the prints and the paintings we, we create and also show the, the work of my students and because I teach it here in my, in my shop. I have this press, the center piece of all this, this shop. Because I can, I can print here and my students and, and teach here. So tell me about your, uh, your time in Zacatecas. How long were you there? It's a city I really love. Beautiful city. Thanks, uh, Center of the Arts, for the scholarship. I was there for two months. They provided me with uh, all the expenses and a place to stay. Uh, it was a beautiful apartment that used to be the apartment of Manuel Felgueres. The, the star artist of Mexican artist. So uh, the the printmaking shop, Museo Grabado, is is uh, is a printmaking shop, and they do researching, and they do experimenting on on printmaking. So for for two months, I was there as uh, not as an artist by as a technician that was learning the advanced methods for printing. And in the time that, uh, that I was there in the shop, um, I learned a lot and I worked as, as, as a team with, with the master printers in the shop. And we printed pieces like for Francisco Toledo and Manuel Felgueres and many other big names of the of the printmaking in Mexico. And there's quite a tradition of printmaking in Mexico. We'll so who are some of your influences, if you don't mind me asking? Well, uh, I can tell that um, there is a, a line of... Um, um, in, in this printmaking world, uh, 
um, teaching is, is like a tradition, um, not in other art forms. In, in other art forms, the, the artists are uh, keeping very much of the knowledge, like musicians, like painters. But in printmaking, uh, it is tradition that the artists are, are uh, generous. Many, many learn from Posadas uh, in, in 1900, right? In the, in the time before the revolution. And he, he was part of uh, Taller de la Grafica Popular. And uh, many artists that formed part of that group taught others. I'm sure uh, one of my teachers, like Leonel Flores, in direct line, learned from others that were part of Taller de la Grafica Popular. What's amazing to me is how iconic that art has become that here we are a hundred years later more than a hundred years later and that is still on t-shirts on stickers on art it's popular it's it's commercial now and it's it's work that was you know uh, posada and his his friends and his school as you said that the the uh, um, the time and, it, and here it is it still stands see you see that with the modern times of uh mechanical, electronic uh, printmaking, um, artists still uh, like, artists still uh, create things that are in black and white. Like uh, we are seeing now the work of uh, Marta Aragon and her work that could be in, in many colors, still is, is black and white. So we can see the influence of the, the old printmakers still 100 years before 100 years after uh, i think black and white is still very very powerful so the work that you're doing in with the the printing it's um you're working with your hands first mm -hmm. you're working with your mind to see and then through your mind the hands are mm -hmm. carving physically on a medium on a piece of wood on mm -hmm. a piece of linoleum on something mm -hmm. so how does that work, and typically where are you doing that that carving, and when do you find the time in this era where everybody's looking at their phone instead of doing something else? We spend all day looking at our phones. What, when do you make the time to carve, and then after you have the carving, to do the next steps into the printing? I, especially in, in printmaking, I discovered that uh, as soon as I go on designing, uh, drawing, to creating sketches, uh, to to make them into printmaking and to prints and uh, wood blocks or linoleums, I discovered that you you come in, in a moment that your mind is in peace, that all your the thoughts the the talking you have in in, in your mind stops, uh, all the the feelings uh, go away. You are not angry anymore. You are not. Uh, mm, afraid of anything, you're just enjoying a moment of peace. ¿Cómo se dice? Meditativo. Yeah, you're meditating. Med you're medit sí, sí. Yeah, you're concentrating, you're meditating, uh -huh. and I think we would call that mm -hmm. in English across whether it's sport or art or uh, life, you're in the zone. Sí. You're in the zone, you're uh -huh. locked in. So I... I I have asked other artists, and uh, 
they they think the same. They feel the same. That uh, the art puts them in a state that it is just nice. That uh, when you are distracted, when you are working the in uh, my discipline, the the printmaking, and I get to that moment, and then there are distractions, and I I have noticed that when I when I'm distracted, that I stop being in, in that nice moment. I make mistakes. Uh, I can drop uh, the tools, or I can smudge the, the ink. So uh, I, I search for those moments. I look for those moments of, of peace. I, I I like that. It is my passion. But it's very easy in in this uh, this world. Well, I have to I have to do other things. I have to clean the store. I have to advertise it, I have to attend buyers or clients, but uh, I think that that moment is what made me an artist. And how different is the drawing when you first draw something to the point where you're creating it, you're, you're carving your drawing, and then you're pulling your print? How, how different is the final product from the, the picture, the drawing that comes from your hand? I think the... Um, um in printmaking we can we can see in in the work of others how much time they have invested in in the discipline um because you have to put your mind modo cerebral como se dice in a mode yeah you're saying a cerebral mode to to see things reverse because and when you draw with a pencil, like in a, in a white sheet, you draw with a pencil, the, the sheet is white, and you draw the, the black. But in pre-making, it's the opposite. The sheet is black, and when you draw, you draw with a tool that makes things white. <laughs> so it's, it's the opposite. Also, when you print, what is in the left side of the plate uh, ends up being the right side right side of, of the paper of the of the print so you have to be prepared and that uh, that experience only gives you hours and hours in in the shop so you're in reverse and reverse <laughs> reverse and reverse left <laughs> to right and black to white uh-huh. wow that must really play with your mind it's almost See? like an escher you know what time of year were you in Zacatecas do you remember it was uh June and July 2014. <laughs> 2014. 2014. And you were right there in the central? Si. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. Those rose quartz buildings, a big, beautiful cathedral and the museums. Si. Uh, and I also meeting meeting uh, the artists, the printmakers, master printmakers that just uh, um, generously pass so much information and warmed friendship and a love in, in into my career, and also uh, had the chance to go to, to another state to Aguascalientes. I was anxious to to visit the museum of Jose Guadalupe Posada, and it was just an amazing um, encounter with their, their his prints. And is that in Aguas? Aguascalientes. Oh, I wish I had known. I would have visited. <laughs> I was in Zacatecas for uh, six months, seven months, many years ago. I didn't know. About Posada so much then. It's a two-hour two uh, bus trip to Aguascalientes sure. from Zacatecas, and it's worth the the trip. <laughs> right. 
tell me a little bit about your your city. Well, um, I uh, as an artist and um, art dealer because artists bring their work here for me to sell. I I I know the artists and I visit them in their studios. Suggest people coming to Baja to visit the artists in their studios. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, know the artists, not just their artwork, but the person that creates the art. And the same way you are interviewing me now, that we are talking here, you could go to uh, and talk to other artists in, in the city. The art in the city of Ensenada has just exploded not only with the uh, Las Bellas Artes, the, the arts, but also the gastronomía, ¿cómo se dice? Yeah, the food. The I food. was going to say, not only has the art exploded, the food has exploded. The, the craft beer, the wine, it, it's all made here. Uh-huh. You're in this beautiful location of the sea and the, the air and the climate, and it seems to be producing uh, fruit everywhere. See. Sí. See, um, I, I notice now that there are uh, guides, people that have uh, the experience of guiding people into, into uh, gastronomy. Is, is yeah, it, uh, food. Food. Yeah. Also to, to the wineries and also to the uh, craft beer. And I have, uh, I, I met this, this, uh, this friend that brings people to to the swap meets to to find treasures in the in the swap meets or the garage sales. There are experiences that people that have found pieces by Dali, by famous artists, paintings, uh, ceramics, and it is it's just it's, it's an adventure. It's a very nice time. Uh, as we were talking about the gastronomy, uh, gastronomia. Mm-hmm. Here now that this that uh, Ensenada is becoming a location, uh, a center of mm-hmm. chefs and food and craft beer and wine. What do you make of all that? Talking, talking about uh, the gastronomia, ¿cómo se dice in English? Uh, well, the direct translation is uh, gastronomy, but we don't use that. Uh, we don't use that phrase. We would say, let's say food. We would say food or maybe uh, use the French word hot, hot cuisine or high cuisine, uh-huh. you know, or we would just say food. We're going out to a, a nice meal. See, I think the, um, the presence of the, the restaurants uh, of, of fine chefs, fine cooks have um, expanded into uh, to tacos and have expanded into yeah, into my favorite see in, into uh, the seafood that was very simple in the past it is now enriched i think by the knowledge of the chefs and all that and senada has uh, one school of of uh, uh, gastronomy in the in the university and they are also private private uh, chefs that teach. And so the, it has made Ensenada very interesting in, into, into food. Fish tacos. How, how fish tacos started here? They say that uh, fish taco is, is, a, is, is a Japanese recipe originally. 
Japanese people that used to live in El Sausal were making tempura. They were um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so it's the fish covered with egg and yeah, the and, and they fried them. So people saw that the the Japanese were making the the tempura and said, "Oh, we can make a taco of it." <laughs> and then it's now an industry. The fish taco is an industry. Uh, as a matter of fact, my favorite is uh, fish taco stand by Espinosa and Fifth. Not Phoenix, but across the street from Phoenix. I think the, the, the Phoenix uh, taco stand is owned by the same family. But uh, it's, it's amazing that just across the street is less visited, so you eat more 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 uh, relaxed because there are so much people in the side, so you are with more calm in the, across the street. <laughs> mm. Uh, and that's an important question that I like to ask everybody in Baja is where is their favorite taco? So you've told me about your favorite fish taco now si. on the corner of what and what? Um, Espinosa and Fifth. And it's across from Phoenix, Phoenix, uh-huh. Phoenix taco. Okay. And, and then if you were out to uh, to get a meat taco, mm-hmm. uh, carne asada or a uh, al pastor, or what, what do you like when you go out for tacos? I like very much the tacos de guisado. Ah, guisado. Guisado are, my favorite are in Ruiz and Ambar, which is 19th Street. Ruiz and then, and Ruiz is, is the second the second door to the left on this side of the street. And I recommend to you. These are taco shops that may have a name or may not have a name, but you know them by sight and location. <laughs> si, si. Tacos de Guisado, Ruiz and Ambar, across from 7-Eleven. They, they are very good. And they're, they're only in the morning and mid-afternoon. They are not there in the night. It's like for breakfast or lunch. Yes. So what I thought was interesting today and just walking around this morning, you can find a cup of coffee now in Ensenada. When I came here 30 years ago, you couldn't si. find coffee. Nobody made coffee. Si. Now you have coffee shops and, si, si, si. and roasteries, and it's uh, it's all very uh, precious. I, I enjoy coffee very much. I always You're have. Tea. I always see because I'm, I'm, I'm reducing my coffee drinking, but uh, I, li- I like good coffee very much. You're, o- you're opening a metal, metal box. To show me, oh, here's your coffee making setup. Yeah. Mm, that smells like it's right from Chiapas. <laughs> very strong, smells very good. My father was from Oaxaca. He was raised in, in a, a coffee growing hacienda. So when we were little, my grandmother used to send us once in a while during the year a box with goods from Oaxaca here to Ensenada. And I remember that it was like opening opening a treasure chest uh, because she sent uh, chunks of chocolate mm-hmm. and, yes. and coffee beans. So I remember opening the bus and, and, and having the, the smell. And when we were little, my mother used to give us uh, a, a, a box for, for lunch to, to school. And she would make coffee with the latte, mm-hmm. with the with azúcar the and yeah. leche, 
in, in, in a flask. So at the lunchtime in school, we would open the, 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 the jar and, and drink coffee with our lunch. And I remember friends were making fun of us because they were having milk or soda or something else. So my sister and I would be, um, shy and would go to the end of the school to have our lunch. And they were making fun of us. Hey, hey, Perez is is drinking coffee. (laughs) But it was a good coffee. My father liked very much the good coffee. My mother would make uh, café de calcetín in uh, those uh, blue tin with uh, white dots. Yes, the enamel, the blue enamel uh-huh. pot. With a piece of cloth would uh, dip the, the grains. Yes, to the, make, gr- to the make ground, coffee. yeah. So I have always liked coffee. Our neighbors have very good coffee. Senor Cruz from Oaxaca have very good coffee. I recommend you the um, chocolate con agua, not with milk, with Senor Cruz in Esquenda. It's by Blancarte between Boulevard and First Street, that side of the street. I, I like going there for chocolate. For chocolate. Okay, I'll have to try it. Well, you've been very generous with your your time. Hey, I hope you enjoyed uh, that. My batteries died, so there's kind of an abrupt ending, but uh, we got to talk about art and tacos and what more do you need cheers hey you guys know what to do Uh, please help us by subscribing sharing rating all that stuff and if you missed anything you can find the links in the show notes at slowbaha.com i'll be back before you know it and if you want to receive notices on new episodes Please follow Slow Baja on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for you old folks. 